we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello, and welcome to the Northern Power Women podcast. This is the Be More You season, and you know what happens when the new year kicks in. Everyone's about new year, new me. What am I going to give up? What am I going to take up? And it's all about changing you. And I think for us this season, we wanted to highlight the fact that. You don't need to change yourself to smash your new year goals. You just need to be your authentic self. So we say new year, be especially more you. And we're really looking forward to a really, really busy year ahead. We kick off with our first power up of the season on the 17th of Jan and our first webinar of the season, which again is all about being you and how you can smash those 2023 goals without changing a single thing. So please join us on the 24th. We've also got a great programme lined up for International Women's Day, which may be two months away, but you know what happens. The diary ends up packed. There's International Women's Day events everywhere. So we've created a series of events, webinars, power plays, power circles and power-ups all around. We're doing things specifically around our power-up is around young women, young girls from underrepresented and social mobility focus. That's our focus for it. Our webinars and our conversations are about menopause, are about women in tech. Um, And they're also about female entrepreneurs as well. That's what's really important to us. So we've got a lot to say. We're also going to talk about menopause because that's a conversation that for me particular needs to keep on, keep on talking about. So if you want to partner with us on any of those or you want us to bring International Women's Day to your organisation, please do get in touch or check out our runway of events, our growing runway events on our ever developing power platform. So you can get all the information on wearepower.net. So it is a big kickstart to the year. And we also announce our shortlist tomorrow on the 10th of January. So 11 o'clock, watch those feeds because we've got some fantastic, amazing role models, which we are always, 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 always proud to unveil. And, and now I would love to introduce our incredible guest for today's episode, who is also one of the judges for this year's uh, awards for one of our categories, Charmaine Connors, uh, who is also on the Northern Power Women 2022 Future List. Charmaine is the Education and Skills Manager at Sharp Futures. I love Sharp Futures. 100% focused about young people upskilling, creating opportunities and educating in schools. Information in the show notes, you can find out all about Sharp Futures. But when I asked Charmaine to describe herself, Charmaine talked about that everything meaningful in life revolves around people. Charmaine is a serial networker and collaborator with a passion for writing and people transformation through learning and development. 
And I love the fact that Charmaine owns her own squiggly career path. And again, that's something we talk about. Nobody has one straight line. You know, I think it's great to own that squiggliness. Is that even a word? I don't know. Uh, But Charmaine's own goal um, is creating a blueprint for young disadvantaged people who aspire to build an amazing, fulfilling, unconventional career they're proud of. I love that. That whole kind of intention of that statement. And one of the reasons I wanted Charmaine on the podcast as I read, I think it was in one of the, the submissions, uh, Charmaine wrote, you know, I'm literally, I'm paraphrasing, but it's I'm literally living my best life. I have the best job in the world. You've been at Sharp Futures, haven't you? Nine months. And now you're on the Northern Power Women podcast. Happy New Year and welcome to the podcast, Charmaine. Well, thank you, Simone. Um, what an introduction. <laughs> really appreciate you having me and Happy New Year to you too. Thank you. And, and, you know, we talk about this season being about being more you in the workplace, you know, uh, no matter what your career is. So first of all, what skills or qualities do you think, uh, you know, aside from things like business acumen and, you know, soft skills I'm talking here, are you really proud to take into your workplace with you every day? I thought long and hard about this over the past couple of years, actually, what are my strengths? And because um, I'm a little bit of a generalist, uh, I won't lie coming from my squiggly career, as you say. Uh, I think two of my biggest strengths or values, qualities, is um, firstly, empathy. I'm I'm massively empathetic. And um, I'm also uh, a proud problem solver, I'd say. When I look back at my career, um, so it's been about 20 years now, I won't say how old I am, but I've had about a 20-year span in the workplace and um, the thread that I've I've seen when I think about it is that I like to solve problems. So I've um, solved kind of technical problems in software development and um, kind of marketing or business problems as well. And now I feel like I'm in a space where I'm solving people problems, which I love because I love people. And I think those are my power strengths. And I think that one kind of complements the other as well. Uh, to solve people problems, it's great if you can kind of empathise in a sense of, you know, sitting in another person's shoes, in, in another person's seat, but also discerning things that are, are not spoken or are not said and kind of sometimes being a mirror to somebody's problems. And yeah, it, it really gives me a great ability to connect with people, I think, and and I do that every day in my job. So it's perfect. I love the idea of being that problem solver, you know, we, you know, job descriptions, interviews, CVs, all these things that we write. And actually, I think that's the best description I think you could ever write down, isn't it? You know, here I am, I'm empathetic and I'm a problem solver. Let me crack on, you know, and that's, that's clearly one of the things that you take into your work every day. And you, you talk about being this proud people person. And I think for so many years, I do wonder whether it's that, you know, the pandemic brought a lot of this home, the, the you know, real soft skills and, so, you know, and, and leadership leadership, different types of leadership coming to the fore over that pandemic. You know, you don't have to be a, you know, leading with the stick, so to speak. You know, it was, you know, the, the different way to lead. And and I think for very long, you know, the, the workplace can be seen in, in certain places as an emotionless place uh, where, you know, leaders are tough, no nonsense, uber masculine. But that's not the way leaders are anymore, is it? That's not That's not what a good leader looks like, I don't think. No, no, I don't think so. You know, over the years, the way that we usually kind of understand or gather information about how we function as people, and in this case, as as employees or as leaders in the workplace, 
Uh, there's been a lot of studies, a lot of research, and all of the kind of major research bodies, if you like, you know, like McKinsey, Google, World Economic Forum, Harvard Business Publications, um, LinkedIn even. So, you know, uh, there's there's been a lot of research and uh, accumulated and, and kind of analysed. The consensus is the same, you know, what, what to understand what, I guess, what makes high-powered teams, productive teams, and also good leaders that can retain staff and inspire and motivate staff and kind of lead transformation and change. There is a consensus that soft skills are really, really important, whereas hard skills will kind of get you in the door and, um, you know, give you that entry. It's it's the soft skills that tend to give you the durability and the longevity and give you the career advancement. I think there was five main soft skills that came out, um, communication, work ethic, teamwork, adaptability, and problem solving. So these are some of the most sought after soft skills by probably every organization. Communication is definitely the top um, soft skill that employers are looking for. And we understand leaders in a, in a different way now. And I think also because of the platform, kind of professional platforms, social media platforms um, like LinkedIn, kind of Instagram and stuff like that. And people, more people having access to put themselves out there and, and to create content and, and to publish their own work, etc. People have um, become, I guess, a little bit more accepting and had that courage to to be more vulnerable in in the public, and it's accepted and it's um, and it's admired sometimes, and I, and I think that's that's helped to bring leaders, bring that softer side, and that more kind of human side to to leaders, and long may it continue because you know everybody loves a, a leader that they connect with and that they can trust, and um, and that can empathise and and kind of all of those other soft skills that make people human. And it's, I think it's one of my team, we were talking yesterday in the office and, you know, just talking about actually people do not leave jobs. They leave bad leadership or bad managers. Yeah. And you talk about um, the, the fact that you say the way to advance your career is through that emotional intelligence as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, because I think being self-aware and socially aware and being able to manage your emotions. In fact, I think that one of the most powerful things or skills or traits, I guess, that you can have or that you can possess is emotion management because we all get stressed and we, we, we all um, experience imposter syndrome. And um, I think it's massively important to, to, to have that skill and also to be self-aware and, you know, that helps you to know where you are and where you want to go and what you know and what you don't know and kind of have that social awareness as well, um, how you come across to people and how people experience you. Because I think being in a, in, in a team and being able to be productive uh, comes down to being able to communicate and collaborate and um, being able to, I guess, um, empathise with people as well and work as a team. And, and, and the same with, with, with leadership. I think that leaders have a you know a, a bigger responsibility to to foster a culture, whether it's in, within a team, within a department, within an organisation, depending what level that you're at, to um, foster trust and um, and inspire and influence, and those are really really important um, skills to have. And I think you know these soft skills c- kind of come within the dimension of uh, emotional intelligence. Th- these things are really interconnected. And they play a massive part in building relationships. And really everything is about relationships, you know, personal and, and, and work. 
And I love you talking about that emotion management. Last week we had Catherine on the podcast talking about the um, the fact that she trained to be a coach a number of years ago, and uh, so that self coach piece as well, isn't it? It's that it's it's always got it's always looking at that reflectivity, isn't it, of how and what we are. That kind of leads me into the you know thing. Sometimes you know people listening might might think actually I don't. I, it's too hard to be authentic at work. There's too much politics, hierarchy, certain ways of things of doing things that people stick to. Was What was the process for you or was it a process for you to be able to show up as you at Sharp Futures? Yeah, it, it's been an evolution, I think. Um, and, and, and it's been a bit of a journey over some years, to, to be honest. I think self-acceptance is really important. And I personally spent a while not accepting myself and and part of that was because um I hadn't come out yet as a gay woman and um part of that is um I guess uh to do with some of the experiences that I've had in my life as well around race and then other things is kind of how I understand myself and the world and uh, and so it's been a journey of self-acceptance and um and kind of believing who I am is good enough you know uh, so, so it's definitely been a journey, but I think over the last three years, I've kind of defined myself to myself, and then that's helped me to show up in the world as myself really, really comfortably. And it's that emotion management, emotion regulation as well, particularly when you're putting yourself out there on social media and um, telling the world who you are. You know, you can self-validate, and I do self-validate, and that's come with kind of loving myself and, as I said, accepting who I am. But I think when you do show up in public, you are hoping a little bit that people, other people will validate who you are as well. So it's, it's quite scary. And then there's a whole imposter syndrome piece and and, and kind of fighting through that and, be, and becoming the person that you, you believe you can be. But sometimes it is a little bit scary putting yourself out of your comfort zone, trying to reach those goals and achievements against all of those emotions that that you might feel. So it's been a journey, but I feel like at this age as well, I think um, some of my confidence has come with age and um, it's kind of been a, a bit bit more of a natural shift, I think, over the past year um, into, you know, pivoting into a new job and showing up to a team that's, that's really diverse and, and inclusive and, yeah, I feel like I belong here. So it's, it definitely helps to have um, an employer and uh, an organisation and a team that is, um, you know, makes you feel like you belong. And, and do you know what, it, it, there's a phrase there used about being you is good enough. Um, I'm going to shout out an amazing woman called Gabriella Driver. I think she's in Hong Kong now and way before Northern Power Women World. I remember running an event in London. I remember it would be an MTV HQ and it was very cool. And it was, we were doing something with an organisation called Action for Happiness. And afterwards she contacted me and said, Simone, is it all right? Can I write a blog for you and um, for the organization I was working for at the time I said absolutely and I thought this was the most confident all over it I didn't even think she knew what imposter syndrome was and she wrote this blog which is being me is good enough and it sort of unveiled all of that kind of you know I've previously dressed up not you know I've, I've come in and had to adopt someone else when actually just this one event at one conversation this something that someone else said the power of that enabled her to peel back that and you know and and discard you know not even embrace that imposter syndrome so i think it just made me resonate to that and and i think you know that was whatever 10 years ago so high five gabriella driver out there um, i'll never forget that blog I, I loved it you've talked about wanting to be a great role model for your son tell me more about that 
What's his name? <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll shout out my uh, my boy then, Micah. Um, <laughs> I will do, we're doing shout outs. But yeah, he's, he's, uh, his name is Micah. He's um, just turned 13. So we've hit the teenage uh, years now. And um, it just seems like he, he was born yesterday. It goes so quick. But I, I, yeah, definitely feel like role models are important and probably kind of feeds into to the previous question as well of, you know, I guess sometimes I think maybe more women from conversations that I've had, we do feel like we need to conform sometimes. Uh, I think as well, depending on your social class and, and race and stuff like that, it, you know, intersections can have that effect on you as well. And I've learned through kind of watching people who I deem as, as my role models um, that you you really can just show up as yourself and it's powerful and it's and it's okay, it's accepted, you know, and I think that that's what I'd like to teach him is to, to be authentic. And I think it's important because everybody, I think, needs a leader, especially young people and, and a mentor. And uh, I think he's he's definitely my number one mentee. Education starts at home, so I do try to, to, to you know, to, to educate him, and in, in the hope that, you know, at some point, um, you know, that, that that education will benefit him. But it's really important for me to to kind of show him that he can be whatever he wants, he can do whatever he wants, he can do what he loves, and um, trying to give him that, you know, strong sense of self and that positive image about himself as well. And obviously, see me go to university, first generation. He's seen me work really, really hard to to create a career that I really love. And um, all that, I think, hopefully will have a positive effect on him. And I'm sure you're learning and that reverse mentoring comes into play as well, doesn't it? Where you're learning, learning from him as well. And, you know, and, and yeah. in your role at, at Smart Futures, you, you're heading up the discovery phase and you run these essential skills workshops, don't you? Tell us, tell us more. What's the focus about that? So uh, the focus is to try, well, Obviously, we take take the client's needs. So we work with um, universities on um, programs and placements and, and people like MCYS and Manchester Centre for Youth Studies, which is a research group of MMU. And uh, we take a client's kind of learning and development needs um, and, and I learn about their audience and kind of what, what outcomes they want. And I get to be creative here. So I love that. And uh, translate their needs um, into a program or a curriculum or, or some kind of a learning and development solution, and in the hope to, um, to to kind of help transform them in some kind of way and and achieve the outcome for the client. So we get to be creative and problem solve here. So that's what I really really love, and as well I get to kind of project manage throughout the, the the program or the course as well so that puts me in direct contact with young people and um I get to kind of do some coaching and uh, and and sometimes delivery as well so yeah there's a, there's a few pieces to the puzzle and I get to be involved in all of it so it's really good and and finally what is that one personal passion that you love to bring into your working environment and what is the one change for good you've seen as a result of it i would say coaching so I do make it a point to connect with the young people that come through Shark Futures on our programs. I really love getting to spend time with them and chatting to them about what what support, what extra support they'd like, because I feel like we've all got something to pay forward. And I love doing that. And um, I've you know got some life experience now and, and, and obviously wrapped up some um, some years and, and some work experience. And, um, and that's something that I like to pass on. Uh, so, for example, it, it could look like helping young people with their CV or, or to, to, you know, write an application and to help them understand what they're good at 
and to help them translate that through written communication. I've had some instances where I've um, I've helped people kind of go through that process and, and the outcome has been really, really good for them. Uh, the feedback's been great and uh, I, I just see them being a little bit more confident in who they are and um, being able to articulate how great they are as well. So I love that. Helping them be more them as well. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, I mean, I don't know where the time's gone. I could keep chatting to you. I think it's, I've loved having you on the podcast. I love that you've brought your whole problem solving, empathetic, emotional management. And I love the whole emotion regulation bringing in as well. I, I, thank you for coming. Uh, Micah, your mum totally rocks. Thank you, Charmaine, <laughs> for joining us on this week's podcast. Thanks, Simone. My pleasure. We love speaking to amazing role models every week. We can't wait to unveil our shortlist for the Northern Power Women Awards 2023 tomorrow, 10th of January uh, from 11am. And please do get involved in our runway of events, including our webinars, our power-ups, and you can pay it forward. We love paying it forward. And join our growing support for the Pay It Forward campaign as well, which is an enabling as many people as possible to attend our awards who might not normally be able to go. So please do stay connected on the Power Platform, wearepower.net. We hope to see you at our next Power Up and webinar. Please do join us on all our socials at North Power Women on Twitter and Northern Power Women on all of the others. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for all of you out there for listening in each week. Next week, I'm going to be joined by yet another fantastic role model. My name is Simone. You've been listening to the Northern Power Women podcast, a What Goes on Media production. Music.